Hey everybody and welcome back to the producers. I'm back. We're back. It's happening. Um, I took a break. My last episode was released on May 1st. It's now July 11th. Um, man, life got in the way for the first time for me, for real. Um, doing the show and it just feels good to be back. Uh, we had Joe on the show today. Joe's a great friend. Uh, a lot of great things. Go see his house team. Yeah, no, Saturdays. Uh, Second and fourth Saturdays at 8 o'clock at Riot with Surprisingly Still Flammable and Big Bosses. And go see my team. Also, same Saturday, first and third, this time, 8 o'clock. Um, Gossip Badge, Don't Pick Me Up, and Big Bosses. Uh, I haven't done like a real plug in a while, so that felt a little, little awkward. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back. Um, I don't even remember what I normally say in these intros. Um, I guess I'll just do plugs. I remember plugs. Um, Trashman YouTube. Check out DJ Schnoy. Just put out something really fucking cool. Go check that out. Um, check out the Coalition Theater, RVA Comedy, at RVA Comedy. Um, check out Dad's Cologne. That's uh, good. we talk about that in this episode. That was a good talk. <laughs> always, always love that. Um, shit, yeah, I guess I, that's why I, I do remember always keeping the intros short, so I guess that's kind of the whole point. Um, Joe and I had a great time, so I hope you guys enjoy, and it's good to be back. How's this? How's the levels on this? Oh, big. Oh, hi, Floyd. Floyd's here. Please log in through the Google Home app. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. I, do need, I need to. Floyd Google. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. The lights off. Floyd's like, I recognize you. I haven't done. So I haven't. Okay. So I haven't done a podcast in forever. Yeah. Uh, do you want a beer, too, by the way? Sure. I love beer. <laughs> my favorite beer. I don't know. You talking about just like overall general, um, or like oh, I love a Coors. Yeah, a Coors banquet. A Coors banquet. Jesus Christ. It's a uh, it's a show favorite. Uh, it started with Scott Beckett. It's like my new fave beer. It's, it's Scott Beckett knows his beer. Scott Beckett knows his shit. He had a fish fry. Oh my god! He, he was, brought a fr- fish. No, he had a fish fry at his place. He brought. You know, yeah, yeah. He went to his house, and I and I got to go and have like just he would just make one kind of fish at a time, <laughs> and just like but like it's like here here here's the display of this, and here's the display of this, and it's just like oh my gosh, and like waiting like oh what's next, what's next? It was just like a whole event. That sounds absolutely amazing. He knows how to throw a party. Cheers, Plunk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about it. Um, 
Wow. We had like three irons in the fire already. <laughs> um, we, we, I forgot them all. Uh, the first one was Great Place. Uh, ooh, that's nice artwork. Thank uh, you. This is, I didn't realize we were recording kinda, totally. Yeah. So I just uh, decided to start it. I was like, we could. Because nah. you were like, I want to test some out, stuff out first. And then before I knew it, we were actually doing oh. a podcast. Well, it, honestly, this distance felt fine. I felt good yeah. about it. I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Scott, fuck it. Um... I can't, I don't even want to just, am I the first one to do, I must be the first one to do yeah. the podcast in the well, I, I Okay, so, before you describe, because I'm so down for the description. Okay. Um, I took, I took like a three-month break. I was moving, it was too stressful, and right. I, I miss doing the second best review show with right. you. We are still going to do it. Um, <laughs> so we're doing it tonight. But like, still people can remember, it might be even a little better. Fair. Because it's, it's a ways out. Fair. So, but yeah, you are the first, absolutely, I, uh. I felt it was it was it was it would be wrong to have anyone before you with this whole second best thing. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Let's uh, so uh, since we're on the podcast, I'll explain. We not only have course banquets, but I brought several Jack Daniels minis, <laughs> <laughs> which is clearly what I had available to me. And I'm gonna so down for it. You want to just take one? Fuck it. It's really warm. It's, uh, it's really warm. I warn you of that. So like. Take it's it down so warm. It, you, it's, it, was, it's, it was in your car. It, it you, was in you, my car. You prepared all day. though. You prepared. It wasn't I like a. It wasn't like a. Oh, last second thing. Like oh fuck, I gotta go pick something up. No, it was like I decided I'll bring these, and then I didn't. I realized I can't bring these into work and just leave them in the fridge or whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, they went to work with you. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, they, they were the hot work. They sat in my car they're, all day because I didn't want to bring them into work. And because this is especially conspicuous, if you bring like. A bunch of mini bottles. Yeah, exactly. If you bring a fifth of alcohol to work, you can just be like, it's sealed. I'm not doing anything. But you yeah, bring like, a ton of the minis desk. to work. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's sealed, but like, uh, is it? Yeah, exactly. I didn't see how many were there when you came in. What's happening over there? Ironically, they have happy hours at work, though. So I have drank at work before, but it's usually after all the work is done. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, I've done that job, so maybe it would be a little better with some of these. Yeah, what's odd is the last time we did a podcast together. Uh-huh. You had a job that I formerly was at. Mm-hmm. And now that you're on the podcast again, I have a job. You have a job that I formerly was at. That is right. Wow. Uh, in that I held the same job, and then you came in for a little while, and then <laughs> left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know how yes. I feel about All that. All in the span of... Uh, Nine months. I don't want to talk too much about uh, that job because I still hold it, but uh, let's just say I do not blame you. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It was a decision I had to make. Uh, cheers to employment, to gainful employment. <laughs> to employment, okay. That was rough. Should I put all these in the freezer? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's very warm. All right. Let's, let's hear the description. Uh, so... There's a there's a skull. There's a very um, I don't know how to describe art. There's a there's a very nice painting uh, displayed very nicely above the TV screen of a, a skull eating a hot dog that appears to be filled with worms. Uh, he's got a dollar bill attached to himself. He's wearing a tie. Um, it's it's like a robot. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Where did um, you get that? I don't. I believe it was painted by a future friend of the show, Ian Hess of Endeavor. Okay. Um, I can't confirm it was him because I don't see his name on it. But I went to his closing get sale at with uh, Endeavor. Yeah, and yeah. I bought that middle picture up there. 
That's a nice one. And then that was like a little gift. He's just like, ah, just take it. <laughs> Basically, is, is so. this your uh, what do they call it, a vanity wall? It was Gretchen's idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I need more pictures. It's like it's like it's like a smattering of, of things. I enjoy I enjoyed that the way it's laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have much of an eye for interior design. Gretchen would be a better person to have in. She's the one who helped me do that. <laughs> she came over and helped me hang these pictures. She, she, uh... So she clearly does have probably, the, the eye for design. Probably delighted by it. One, she loves you as a friend, and then, oh, yeah. and then two, loves interior design as a hobby. So just the two of those together. I feel like, um, <laughs> it would not have happened had she not, had she not done it. Trying to get social media going real quick. What are you doing for social media? Are you taking a picture? Yeah, I'm going to post like a picky of you. Wait, focus, focus. Get the whole podcast. This is I did not know. I should have known my picture would have been being taken today um, and prepared. I mean, because uh, I, great. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Me. I did see that when you walked in, and I was thinking like, because I was thinking today, I was just like, Joe, to let it, let it grow, Joe. But hashtag let it grow. Hashtag let it grow. You realize we've done this before. What? When, when we worked together, no. he's talking about my beard, uh, which is which is, I'm using very that word very kindly when I say my beard. Uh, I have scruff right now because I don't have a razor at the house I'm house sitting at. Um, so um, I need to grab that on the way home. Uh, these are just my personal memos. Um, <laughs> you can listen to this tomorrow yeah, and be like, exactly. "Damn it, I forgot to grab it." Son of a bitch. Um, so. Uh, so when when we were working together, sometime around November, I think, you were like, I was just thinking, like, have you ever grown a beard? And I was like, No, absolutely. No, this was around the summertime, I believe. Yeah, this is right so. before I got on oatmeal marge. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like, Have you ever grown a beard? And I said, Like, no, I I haven't been able to, but I just haven't tried in a while. And you were like, You should try. And um, so I did. I very much did. Uh, I earnestly tried for about a month. I uh, let it grow out. And so, like, I think right now it's about, you, you'll see it if you go to the social media site, it's about, like, four days of growth, maybe. And uh, it looks like, it looks promising. Mm-hmm. It always does. Around four days in, it looks very promising. There's some dark spots. It's all over. It's growing all over. Wow, this is great. The problem is, after this, the dark spots get darker, and uh, the light spots do not get any darker. So it just looks very patchy. And, uh... Gross and like, yeah, exactly, like not good at all, pretty much. Oh, wow, I was pointing to myself when he said that. <laughs> oh, no, for you? No, 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 no. I, I thought you were pointing on my face. No, I meant it was like, uh, it's like it's thin up right here. Oh, I see, see that now, but I, didn't, I wouldn't have never noticed that if you hadn't pointed that out. Yeah, um, and you probably will never notice it again. <laughs> so, um, That's all you'll ever see. So, I grew it out for like three weeks or so, and then I didn't see my friend who worked downstairs, the mm-hmm. same building. And one day I went down to talk to him, and he looked at my face and busted out laughing. Could not stop laughing. It's a dear friend of mine. I, 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 it was all in good fun. I, I very much make fun of him for a lot of things. Ryan Mason shouts out. Um, but um, he just started laughing, and then he was like, no, man, yeah, you should just keep growing that thing through, like, laughter. And that's when I was like, I've got to get this off my face. No. And I shaved it. I remember at one point we were taught. I also I remember this was around the time Oatmeal March started because I was talking with uh, Drew, a person we know at the coalition, um, who was also on that team. Who's also on that team? I was talking with him at one point, Friend and we were talking about his beard. And then like I forget what happened, but we were all kind of drunk, and like he was like, you know, like yeah, yeah. And then I got the beard, 
and then he paused, and then he you could tell like he didn't know what to say, and then he was like, and and now you also have a beard, and I was like, you're just saying that. It was most clearly just to be nice, because I was earnestly trying to grow a beard that would not grow, and uh, that's why I'm clean shaven now, <laughs> from here on out. Yeah. Was that too much rambling about facial hair? No, I feel like I've done probably at least the same amount of talking about my <laughs> facial hair on the show. So I feel I, like you're like you maybe topped me on this. I hope so. A new record. <laughs> I remember uh, Amber, our coach at the time, said like, uh, "Oh, everyone has a beard now, so like it's good that you're going the opposite direction." Yeah, you know, you do hold steadfast for those who don't, for those who do shave. Yeah, like think of. Think of a team of people who... Think of a team of dudes who don't shave. Me. You don't have to do this. I'm doing it right now. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to feel like you're off the hook if you don't want to do that. I just can't think of... Stackhouse. Stackhouse. Bo. Bo Newman. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes he lets the... Yeah, sometimes he does like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes uh, scrappy. So, say Bo... Uh, I was about to say Jesse Hill, but that doesn't... He has a beard. He has a beard. Constantly. I was also thinking of both uh, Teddy and... Teddy. Uh, Hillowitz, but they both have beards. They now both they have both beards. They both now have beards. Teddy, I thought, for the longest time, did not have a beard for so long. I thought he could not grow one but like me. But look at that thing. But then he just grew it. It is like magnificent. In days. Like, like nothing. You were hiding that? Yeah, exactly. If I could grow that fucking beard... How many chainsaw blades do you go through <laughs> in a month? If I could grow that fucking beard, oh my, you best believe I would. I would have a, I would have, I would have definitely tried a big beard by now. Yeah, exactly. I would have gone full. Teddy, go full beard. <laughs> please. Teddy, if you're listening to this, please just grow if out. anyone beard. knows Teddy, text him. Just go... Hashtag let it grow. Hashtag... <laughs> like Frozen. The live action Frozen. That's uh, yeah, not a good bit. That's not a good I, bit. We can abandon that. <laughs> um, any more descriptors of the room again you are, so you are the first person to be here I uh, I really enjoy this space actually um, you're uh, you're on Boulevard I won't give away your address just yet um, you wouldn't be the first person to give away my address <laughs> who, who did that before Taylor <laughs> episode 33 I think he uh, he, po- he he accidentally sh- posted a Facebook story of a text I sent him about, like, Vic coming over. <laughs> I love that because he probably felt so awkward about it afterwards. Uh, speaking of facial hair, what a mustache on that guy. Uh, I did not. I was, hashtag let it grow. I wanted him to grow the mustache so I could make fun of him. And then he grew the mustache. And I was like. Damn, that looks good. I got nothing to say. I got nothing, yeah. I have nothing There's to say. There's a picture on my Instagram uh, at Get Off My Farm of him looking Christ-like. He's looking Christ-like at a, uh, at a party we both attended. Oh, I remember seeing that. A wedding, yeah. Did you see the... I started to ask this on the show. Did you see the story I posted? From that night? No, from tonight. For t- when I, I put... I did like a... Good, good to be back. And I did like a past grow... What was it? A pan... Of us two? No, well, it was before you got here. And then I put in your seat uh, a song that was just like called Get Off My Farm. <laughs> no, I did not. I just typed that. that in and I was like, I don't know the song, but like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, that works out. I okay. only say that because you said your, you said your name and I, I was like, oh, I'll say it. It's me. Um, no, where did, where did that come from? Get Off My Farm? Yeah. Um, 
so I'll preface this by saying that all my almost all my social media names are based on whatever TV show I happen to be watching at the time. That's Not even just like what show I'm binging, but okay. like so, what I'm literally watching as I make the social media account. Okay, so what are your other ones? Uh, well, there's not much else. Um, but you, you can't say that in the not. In Snapchat, my name is Pierce is Dead, and that's from Community. There's an episode where they find out Pierce is Dead. Spoiler alert. I and, don't uh, know why I never so thought So my to Snapchat name that. is uh, Pierce is Dead. And then Get Off My Farm comes from New Girl. I was hoping people would guess it before this. I should have said guess. Um, it comes from New Girl. Uh, probably one of my favorite lines in the show when Jake Johnson decides he's going to, like, prove uh, that he can create life and decides to grow a tomato plant on the roof of that building. And uh, he starts growing it, and uh, someone comes up there and just, like, basically calls him out for being an asshole or whatever and he picks up his pitchfork and points it at him and goes I need you to get I need you to get off my farm and like it cracks me up every time so that's my uh, Instagram handle get off my farm and it works out because people think it's clever for some reason did you do you have a Twitter no Twitter I do no I do have a Twitter I was gonna say damn we have an opportunity here I do have a Twitter it's at slap in the face what, what is that from? Uh, slap into bass from uh, I Love You Man. I Love You Man. A, a movie I've not movie. seen all the way through. What? Yeah. I've seen that multiple times. Really? So that's a favorite of yours. <laughs> I've seen it more than once. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a movie more than once. So it's clearly a, a lifelong favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I waited at least 12 years in between movie watches. What's your, what you, what's your, what's your favorite movies? I gotta uh, ask you. Okay, so I'll get that in just one second. Okay. I also want to point this out. Um, in the case, I have a small stack of movies. All of oh, them were given to me by summer. And some seasons of Arrested Development, if I'm not mistaken. You have good eyesight. I okay. fucking love that show. I'd recognize that all that All of that was given to me by summer, and I always think, you of all people especially, uh, would come in and judge me if I didn't mention what it was because they're just like a, it's just like a weird assortment of movies that she gave me a bigger stack and I was like these are the only ones that I actually would would potentially put set up some sort of DVD player situation how much have you how much have you watched of those um maybe one or two have you watched Arrested Development before I definitely saw the first two seasons okay that show is hilarious uh, yeah. watch, <laughs> I love that show um I'm gonna I'm gonna you you chat I'm gonna watch the, look at the DVD <laughs> I knew he couldn't resist uh Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, I've seen I've seen Tommy Boy. Amazing, fat guy in a little coat. Stripes? Nope. Stripes. That's what. That's why it's in that stack, Joe. Stripes is hilarious. That's why it's in that stack, Joe. And I've not seen Into the Dragon. Not seen Munich. I might have seen. Is that the one where? Is that Good Morning Vietnam? I think. No, not Good Morning. Is that Robin Williams? That's Robin Williams. Okay, I think I saw a part of the part of Stripes. Okay. Uh, Accidentally. Sandlot, Shawshank Redemption. I saw that as a kid. I didn't see that. Which one? Sandlot? I saw. I seen that as a kid. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I don't. Isn't the ball over a fence? Yes. And a then, lot of people revere that movie. I have also not seen it in years. Um, not that I dislike it. It's just mm-hmm. that I have not watched it Mm-mm. as recently. Um, uh, Oh, also, Forty-year-old version. No, sorry. Go ahead. I seen that one. Okay. I was also going to say, how many people who listen to the show don't have beards at the theater? Just like, excuse me, are we just moving on? <laughs> Bobby's like, I listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone's gonna shave their beard like after yeah. listening. Like I gotta get on that team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll sign oh, up I'm for a laugh. Sorry, yeah, Bobby. Bobby would be a good one. Bobby's a good one. Uh, <laughs> there's gotta be other people we're Kale. forgetting. Kale's Kale though, like Zach man. Zach man. Now I'm just going. Now I'm literally just going over. These are those, like if the if the Alex Light. Alex Light's a good one because Alex never grows a beard. Mm-hmm. But like Kale. In and out with facial uh, okay, hair. Okay, fair. Fine. You're off the team, Kale. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Get um, the fuck. Get off my farm. Who's the other? <laughs> get off my team. Who's the other one you mentioned? Uh, Alex. Uh, Zach Man. Zach Man. Zach does the same thing. He grows a beard every once in a while. What? I've never seen a beard out really? of really. I see. I think he has one now. No, I saw him on Sunday. Are you positive about this? No. <laughs> I have no idea. He can and has grown a beard. I promise you that much. I've seen it before. Oh, I think I, I was, was on a team with this man. Shouts out Zach Mann. I, I just want to talk about Zach Mann. Big love Zach Mann. Come to AIPW July 25th. A- insane pro. How's that going? Something, it's going really well. The last refinery was really good. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get another, another one. one. I unfortunately, I have like eighty different things to do, so I did not just come to the come to the. It's a I, Thursday. I do want to see the show. Come to the show. Try to get. Try to talk to somebody about the backstory. Because there's like a whole like he wrote he wrote a, so we've been doing like labs and refineries okay but he wrote a whole story that took place over all those shows okay so it was like a little show a little show a little show and now it's fleshed out to be like. These wrestlers don't like each other. They have backstory. It's been so good. He's such a good director. Have you seen... You know what you should watch if you're doing that show? Have you seen the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO? No. I only saw I only saw a short... Maybe an excerpt from that about how he used to drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, like, like 60 plus beers would dude, be an average night. Dude was drinking a bottle of vodka at least a night. Um, and... Um, Actually, there was a fun story by uh, the anesthesiologist, like, had no idea what to amount, amount to give them. Because, like, you know, if you do anesthesiology, it seems like a, like an easy gig, but, like, too little guy wakes up during surgery, too much person, like, uh, could, like, potentially, like, have dangerous heart effects. So you got to pick the right amount. And for a lot of people, like, that science may be a little easier, but for a guy that's seven foot whatever, um, like... 300 plus easily pounds. And mostly muscle, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, a lot of both, I think. I don't know. I did not do a lot of studying on his BMI, but he seemed a little... Uh, I'm picturing an actual like Hulk style. Not like, not wide, but like tall. Like, this is a, a guy, big man. This is a guy who could pick up Arnold Schwarzenegger like a toy. Like, and had, on several occasions, would pick up Arnold Schwarzenegger and just oh. carry him around, though. Uh, I would watch this documentary because it's it, insanely fascinating. But I think the best part is it goes way in depth into the rise of wrestling. Uh, like, the the taking it from, like, a bunch of different little, like, sects and bringing it into one giant federation and, like, how, like, storylines are planned out and, like, you know, like, I think in, like, the 90s when I was growing up, it was, like, people would be like, you know it's fake, right? And now that I'm an adult, I realize, like, everyone knows it's fake. Like, the fun part is, like, playing into it. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the pageantry of it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, of course, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan hate each other, but, like, what went into that match? And, like, there was actual real mystery involved with, like, their giant, like, title showdown. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, just watch the documentaries. Yeah. I think it's just called Andre the Giant. It's on HBO. I want to tell I want to tell my own wrestling story. So, uh, on two separate occasions, we've had, like, a little uh, wrestling viewing party 
in preparation for the show. Nice. Which I have enjoyed getting, and there's like always like three or four genuine wrestling fans who are there and on the team and like will answer all the questions and I can just say whatever I want. They're like, they're excited to answer kind of thing. Like, they use real fucking tax. Right. That's not fake. They use real tax. <laughs> I, I believe my friends when they say that. I mean, I believe it too. There's a lot of, uh, but they fall on tax. Have you? There's also a John Oliver story on this that you should watch. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm there's, so sorry. I'm so sorry to keep giving you a reading list when you haven't even watched the fucking Shawshank Redemption yet. <laughs> there's a there's a game you play in wrestling. A, there's a game you play in wrestling. Ooh, it's like improv. it's like a game. It's like a game. All you have to the winner is the person who makes the other person bleed first. <laughs> Yay! There are dudes who will cut their head to like loose. Really? Really, I'm going to put this on Do Not Disturb. That can't happen again. That can't... That, that's so unprofessional. They're, so, they're, so they will intentionally lose by cutting their own head? Well, so the idea is that so they play out a full story. Like, this this, this, this will happen, and this will happen, and so it's all choreographed. Right. Um, and so at the end, someone's going to lose. They're going to win. Right. So... But they can't actually go until someone bleeds. They have to have an out. And the out that some wrestlers take is cutting themselves. Like along here, because then it goes down. It doesn't do a lot of damage. It just like, cuts you, stitch it up. Jesus so Christ. Cut, and then you just bleed profusely because it's from your head. Right. And then it looks awesome. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, the we watched one blood fight this past weekend, and it ended early because he actually started to bleed. I believe. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was some. Oh, it was a uh, so weird. It was this dude had like this. You know those like training sticks. Yes. He had one of those, and then like I guess his move is to snap it in half. Okay. And I don't remember where he put it, but he put it somewhere that was like a little like ooh. His asshole. His own asshole. I don't know. <laughs> the opponents. Oh, okay. To make him bleed, he made him bleed with it. So that might have been that the out actually. But also that seems so dangerous. It's like splitters. <laughs> splinters and bleeding and like they, it's a lot of dangerous stuff man like they're really like what's not real is how much they sacrifice their own like bodies that, and that, like put themselves that, in harm's way the blister wasn't even my fucking story <laughs> <laughs> this is a separate story Joe don't even <laughs> Joe listen I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry continue <laughs> <laughs> the first the first viewing party <laughs> At the first viewing party, we uh, we we watched this one dude fight, and someone told me a story like, "Oh yeah, oh, we were watching because we were we watching old fights, and they put on this fight where at the beginning of the fight, the dude actually broke his spine." Jesus! He broke. He broke something. Jesus Christ! He he was hurt. Mm. It was off. I think it was off the top. So it was like that, you know, the walk on stage and the right. ring. So they were on the walk on stage and they did something where they fell into like that, like uh, the ring around it right. below. And he did not get up for a while. And so Jesus they started the count out. And, you know, if the count out goes to 10 and he can't get up, they will end the fight. Right. But he manages to get up and like get in the ring and everything. And, and he continued and finished the fight. I guess it was like a really big fucking fight. Oh, God. And like, there was moments, you know how like they would like hold each other sometimes or like get into the same like close? Yeah. You could just like see the dude just like lo- like looking afraid at his partner because you could see the, his eyes just like, what's going on? But like they have to be very careful about like what they give <laughs> away. And so like you could see them trying to like fake moves. And, like it was just. Uh, it was. Incredible to witness. You know what I love most about that story? Hmm. Is there is a wrestling fan sitting like on a park bench or on a public bus right now listening to this podcast. 
Just going and just nuts. just saying out loud like it's Roman Reigns. It's like or like whatever. It is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just naming like, names and, and they're, they're naming all the names. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, exactly they're what happened. More specific details, and they are pissed at you for. They're getting not all even excited that we're talking about this, their niche hobby on the podcast that has nothing to do with it. It's like I'm we found our way into talking about wrestling, and he's mad. He's like, "Get it right? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now? They're mad that I even said Roman Reigns afterwards." <laughs> Roman Reigns hasn't done anything ever. <laughs> Roman Reigns isn't nobody. <laughs> so they're so mad right they're now. Really mad, and I'm so sorry because I've been there before. I've been there where people are trying to figure something out on a podcast. And you're just saying out loud like Tina Fey, Tina Fey, episode three. It was <laughs> Tina Fey, and she was hilarious. <laughs> I was going to go with date night reference, but what's it? Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. <laughs> like you just said, this other person. <laughs> Got it. You guys know the famous 2009 flick, Date Night. Is it really 2009? Check that right now. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. I'm pretty sure I'm correct in that. I hope I, to God I'm correct. If I'm not correct, I'll chug the rest of my beer. That's my promise to you, the listener, and to you, the podcast host, Jonathan Mastoe. Also, I'm just kind of vamping right now. The Shawshank Redemption um, was actually a fantastic movie. Um, I did not expect to like it. When I first saw it. Isn't it about people, spoiler alert, who like escape from jail? It's about a man in prison, and that's all I'll say. What's the year? 2010. Motherfucker, here we go. You don't have to check it. Um, I paid for it. No, I'm kidding. I'm a man of my word. I'll get you a warm shot to do. You should just have a warm shot. Warm shots, that's the way to go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. uh, I can't do anything after this. I have to go home after this. No worries. Ah. I might have to take the other ones out. Yeah, I wouldn't put them in the freezer. Fridge would be nice. Um, Alcohol uh, preservation is something really important to uh, think about, folks, um, at home. If you're preserving your alcohol, you're taking care of it. I'm so boring. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I don't know what to talk about when I'm by myself. You can't be on stage alone? I can't be on stage alone. No, that is actually like, Get that is it. one of the places I'm more comfortable with. I've talked about this before. I've talked about this before. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm almost the worst scene partner because I never want to initiate anything. I just want to go on stage and like do object work or like engage with like, this is improv talk this might be I don't know. whatever so that, um, that, that's your creative passion this is the show about, technically about creative passion okay well th- that's like my that's the thing I like to do when I go on stage in fact um, I recently started doing um, two person sets with Gretchen um, little cuties little cuties shout, hashtag little cuties shout out little cuties um, and um, she always 100% of the time feels uncomfortable and is like Stop taking so long to initiate a scene, but I'm just like, when I go out there, I'm like, I just want to like do my shit until I feel like I don't have to do it anymore. And I get where she's coming from, where it's like, that's great, but you're putting on a show, so like mm-hmm. at some point we got to get started here. Like at some point, it can't be just for you; it's got to be for the audience. That is I, such an interesting thing, where it's like, so okay, so for this, for the, like this podcast is a perfect example. Like that whole bit up top, that was mostly for us, right? But, like, at some point, it has to be about the audience. 
I think that doesn't play as well with the podcast because I don't care. But I, like, I think there's got to be a good mix. But I feel like people either swing one way or the other. I feel like I personally swing towards the sides of I'm doing this shit for me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue doing this shit for me. And if the audience enjoys it, that's all the better. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not enjoying it, then what's the point? Um, but I, th- I think there's got to be a good mix of both, though, because at the end of the day. Something that I almost never take into account is that people are paying $10, $5, whatever it is, uh, to come see a show a lot of the time. So you're not just putting on a free show or whatever. You know, it's kind of, it's like, um, I guess, you know, I can't even think of a specific example right now, but it's like a lot of, when like a filmmaker is just like, I'm doing this art for me. Like, um, who's the guy that did The Truth of Life or The Tree of Life? I can't remember his name. It's not Werner Herzog. Um, but uh, this is, again, another person is in a public place just shouting right now a name. Um, Nathan. But uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's probably, shouts out Nathan Bemis. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> the Tree of Life. <laughs> we are looking up so much shit. I am so sorry. I got so no, much. No, it's fine. Uh, Terrence Malick. So Terrence Malick. I feel like many times, uh, a lot of times, it's just doing stuff for him, like something he's interested in, he wants to do, and he's not going to get a wide audience from that. And so, like, at some point, we got to realize, like, I got to realize, I shouldn't say we, the royal we, I got to realize it's like, it's not all about me. No one's coming here because they're a fan of me. Yeah. People are coming here because they're a fan, they're a fan of comedy in general. And want to go see a good show. And at some point, i got to put on a good show for them. And yeah. I know that, like, 75% of the time, a good show for me equates to a good show for them. But then there's also that 25% where it's like, I was having fun. And then everyone's like, yeah, but nobody in the audience was. Yeah, you know? no, but nobody liked that. Yeah, exactly. No one liked that. No one liked it was that. weird. I get that you're cool with that. That's great for yourself. Three of those people are never coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex- one of them will never see comedy again. Exactly. But I then I also feel like the, the way it swings the other way is someone cares way too much about like what the audience is thinking. They're not even having fun anymore. Yeah. You know, like, and then like the audience... You rather lean on the other way. Exactly. And then the audience like checks out. Really isn't having fun. Because they because they have the most fun when they see you having fun on stage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just... I feel, I feel like that's the two extremes that people sometimes view that at least recently you know like the two most beaten paths as of right now in my head that's the thing we i'm have, thinking about right now we haven't searched for more paths Joe. exactly <laughs> you want to you want to find a path you got to look for a path i will i will continue to look for paths next year when you have me on this podcast both, it'll be something different both of us i felt maybe that was just me i felt like both of us almost went into southern accents <laughs> I always look for the pay up. And you were like, uh, I, I don't remember the word, but like, it was good. I felt um, very good about my audition scene uh, when we auditioned for house teams this past time around. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to audition for house team every six months. Uh, being on a house team means you perform Saturday Night Collision Theater. Uh, and um, my audition for house teams, I felt good about this past time around. Then I walked out and I realized that three to four different times I just did a southern accent. That was my character and I'm using quotations. My character was that I did a different southern accent than the one I did beforehand. And literally I told Amber, who was my current house team coach at the time, um, 
I texted her and I was like, I f- she was like, you did a really good job. And I was like, I thought I did way too many Southern accents. And then she was like, yeah, I'm starting to call you Joe Regard now. <laughs> That's my name for you. Because <laughs> you have the Southern accent. Um, oh, but yeah, remember. that's like my, do you have a most used accent? Because that's mine, is Southern by far. It's either Southern or like. Jersey, Jersey. Yeah. Give me, give me a little Jersey right now. I mean, I mean, I mean. What do you, what do you want from me? What do you want? <laughs> you want me to do a little show for you right here? Come on, come on. When's the last time you called your mother? <laughs> I think Kate Carroll does the same thing. She does Jersey a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any kind of. Uh, do you have some of this? I, I had a little. As <laughs> <laughs> it was open, you brought it up. You brought it open, Kobe. You're like, this is for you. <laughs> I mean, what, what I meant was. You could sip on this before you, you drink use, this. Yeah, exactly. You Because I know you like Coke. No, bags. contextually, I, I get it. But I also like just the idea of like. <laughs> I, like I, I didn't. I didn't have it in me to stop that thought from working its way. From beginning to end, I needed that. I needed that to happen. <laughs> Joe, I just I brought something. I said very sweetly, "This, this is, is for you. you." And then you open it to find a quarter drink. <laughs> I was like, "They didn't even they crack at all." Like, is this not sealed? I needed. I needed. Uh, I needed. You, a, you needed a swig. I needed a little swig. Okay. I needed a little swig. Not gonna lie to you. Okay, wait. Did you open it? Did you like take a swig like, in the morning? And then no, leave it, it in your car. No, it was not in the morning. It was before practice. You could have brought that in. I could have brought what this in <laughs> to work. No one would have judged you. No one would have asked, to, like, smelled your breath. So I was like, oh, wow, Joe's drinking Coke at work. Joe's drinking wow. a hearty Coca-Cola. The original taste. He got the 16.9 ounce. He must have had a rough morning. I'm going to get a glass of this. Um, yeah, so... I did bring a half drink Coke. I totally got derailed after that. I think last time I brought, um, oh, last time I brought wild turkey that was also a quarter drink. Oh yeah, you just, you just, that's just the bit now. You just bring me like <laughs> drinks you've already like had. So well, because it was after second best fest, so I was like gonna buy a new bottle of bourbon, and then second best fest happened, and I got tapped out. And uh, the exact same ha- thing happened this time. Just, just. You've been, I've been tapped out for a full month. I've been a full month since Second Best Fest. No, I mean you spend money during Second Best Fest. You do. Was it more fun? Not to not to seamlessly transition. Into no, the I think we have wow, seamlessly wow, transition. What a seamless transition. Where's um, the seam? I, I can't even see where it's connected. When did you have more fun this year or last? Just on a pure fun standpoint. Forget the shows. Am I am I only counting fun or am I weighing the fun and the stress? Because if it was if I'm weighing the fun and the stress, I'd weigh more fun last year. But if I'm looking at the fun, I think I weigh more fun this year. So you're saying last year was more steady. This well, year, last the year highs I, last were higher, year, the lows were lower. Last year, I think I was in two shows. This year, I was in multiple shows and did the social media. You were in two shows last year? I think so. Maybe I, maybe it was just the, just the house team one. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think I was just in the house team one last year, and I think that was great. Uh, I hated being in a show every night, but then I also felt weird complaining about it. Yeah, I was performing in this comedy festival three times. Yeah, like, oh, God, I hate performing. Like, so I literally, it was, um, I'm just going to say, Jonathan Nelson, uh, mm-hmm. 
at one point I was like, are you on any shows tonight? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, wow. Good for you. Like, yeah. I was just like, and I meant it sincerely, but as yeah. it came out of my mouth, I was like, you're a fucking shithead, Joe Freeman. Um, no, I was, I had, fr- I, I think I was saying to people, yeah, I have Friday off. Yeah. Because I didn't, have, I don't think I had, I might have, because Detective was Saturday. Right. That's right. Yeah. Detective had a detective had a great fucking set. Yeah, thank you. I want I, I want to put that on wax because like that was that's not bullshit. Like that was a great fucking set by Detective. That was just prime Detective. I think I think if I'm correct, I can't really I can't I. This is the problem with doing it so much <laughs> later. I think we had everybody. No, Messina wasn't there. Messina wasn't there. Okay, we had everybody but Scott at a show before that. Then we had a show like a refinery like the week before that, and that's where we had everybody. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, um, but yeah, it was prime detective set. Fucking Jesse Hill bailed me out of like three scenes. Jesse Hill bailed every. That was the best part about it was that you guys kind of fell into different roles. Like um, everyone was doing great, and then anytime a scene needed bailing out, Jesse Hill would bail everybody out, and, and then you reset. Right. And then everyone would have great shit all over again. And then, like, I mean that if detectives a pattern based team, baby. it's fantastic. Our format, our improvised format, was patternistic. <laughs> good scene, good scene, Jesse bails us out. Group game, Jesse bails us out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah. So there was only I did Thursday, Saturday, and then uh, Friday I had off. I think I did. I did a show every night except Thursday. No, Thursday we had the show together. Shoprov. Oh my god! <laughs> that was by far the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. That's not true because there was one where I threw up several times. Um, but it is one of the, it was one of it was up there. It was like top three worst mm. hangovers I've ever had. Uh, the sh- we had a hot prov dad's cologne set in the basement. Hot prov featuring dad's cologne. Hot prov featuring dad's cologne is the way it was phrased, but it was that, no. The show it was a hot. I'm, this is on record now. <laughs> the show was hot prov. Dad's cologne was the were the. I said no more. <laughs> <laughs> the show was, and I just said this today. I believe to somebody, um, the show was shot prov essentially. Where it was like yeah. we had, it was in the basement, not the basement theater, but in the basement of the Coalition Theater. Yes, it was a it was party style. It was very interactive style. People were doing group games, and instead of doing hot sauces, except for the last two scenes, people were taking shots of Fireball. Ugh. I must have taken six. It was bad. Like it was it was truly I like literally I have always trashed Fireball because I've been like. It's just 35% alcohol. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. who gives a fuck? Um, but none of that matters when you take, like, five or six shots of those. Like, it gets very bad very quickly. Um, and like, But that show was so fun. And, mm-hmm. like, I just... I want to give a shout-out to that the crowd that came out. The crowd was what made that show fun. good. Fucking great fucking crowd. Just I, everyone who was there, just, like, we, we filled the... We, we, we sold out the basement. It was... It was amazing that not only everyone came, everyone got excited for it. Like, uh, it was just, like, all around, like, just, like, a great show, great energy. And I think, like, the interactive vibe was a lot of fun along with everyone just being drunk Mm -hmm. as hell. Yeah. And, like, performers on stage just getting drunk as hell. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a scene very early on. uh, There was a game where someone went outside, and then they came back in, and people were supposed to ask questions at a press conference. Um, and they were supposed to guess who you were based on... The, the, the person performing was supposed to guess who they were right. based on the questions asked. Yes. And, and, and friend of the show... And the 
Friend of the show, I didn't realize who said Michael it. Armory. <laughs> Armory. Friend of the show, Armory. Michael Armory came. And, and he started his question. With, uh, the person was Darth Vader. They came in the room. And you're supposed to get in a certain amount of questions. Or the, per- the person who's guessing has to take a shot. And Michael Armory goes, so being Darth Vader, like, first question. And everyone just groans in the audience. I believe, I believe the exact words were. So, Mr. Vader, tell me. <laughs> and then, and then the person re-left the room to just go, walk. I went, ah, oh, yeah, to reset. They just then, like walked out. And then Anthony Brazo uh, poured another shot of Fireball, walked up to Michael, and goes, "You take the shot now." Absolutely, and I that I, was a great. I didn't see that because I walked out with. Uh, that was a great tone Catherine. setting. I think like Cat. it was like this is going to be a drunk uh, yes. shit show. I mean, if anyone's going to set the tone. Gonna be Dev's cologne. <laughs> that rhymed. Hell yeah! If anyone's gonna set the tone, it's gonna It'll be, be Dev's cologne. cologne. Killing it with the social media game. Hey, thanks. Let's talk about that for a second. I love it. I'm huge fan. Dev's cologne social media game. The memes. The meme account is unlike anything I've ever seen. Oh, I be- love that because because it's such a niche audience but it manages to like people just fucking love that shit I, there's like eight comments from people that nobody on this team knows where they're just like tagging other people and they're like this is me or like you know something along those lines we um okay so first of all if there I'm gonna probably <clears throat> I might share this to that's cologne I, I have the I'll, I'll check with the group first but like I just want to say to everyone who like likes the page, like thank you so much. Like mm-hmm. we we appreciate it so much. We love it. We absolutely feel this very positive responsibility, almost like almost like performing a show where it's like we love it and we love we love making them. We love the community. Like this to us is something so positive. So thank you so much for saying that. Right. Um, and also the community involvement has been because it's, it's 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 literally the improv community. Like, For, yeah, it's what, like our most popular project. city is like Chicago. Like we have a lot of people from Chicago who are you big get fans. That, you get that. You get those numbers. We get so those much. numbers. We have clout. Like we really, we're like over twenty six hundred followers. I think something like that. And That's like, more than more than the coalition at this. point. Oh, uh, we passed them before second best. We had a <laughs> we had a goal. We had a goal. We set a goal. We're, our goal is in uh, six thousand by the end of the year. Really, insider info. That's gonna be. That's more than wow. That's almost triple that no, those the numbers you have right now. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Well, we, there was a we had one meme where it was like a comic of someone like looking at their phone and like like other people are doing this and that. And I wonder if people look up look at me and wonder why I'm smiling on my phone. And then it like looks at the phone and it's like Dad's on page. <laughs> and that was from like January or something. And we have like. In the picture, it shows how many followers we had, and I think it was like 128 or something. Right. So by June, we already had like 10, not 10, 22 times that. Like that to me, oh, that was your phone. Is it my phone? Um, so like, yeah, the growth has been very unexpected. In a, in a way, just just like, oh, people like this. And when, when it first happens, it's like, oh, people like this. And now it's like... When we do, we like know what a good post is, and we like aim to please everyone and like do do good memes kind of thing. Like instead, of do good shows, do good memes. And right. So it's like we had one yesterday that like is our most liked one 
because we had we tried we like experimented with promoting at the beginning, and that just mostly got us like likes. I'm giving away so much. I hope they're okay with this. I'm yeah. If just delete it, if not. Um, I enjoy the, I enjoy that your stories are personal. So every once in a while you do a story and you'd be like, Dad's clones this time, or Dad's clones this, Dad's clones that, and mm-hmm. then your actual like grid, like your meme page, mm-hmm. like that's just memes. <laughs> we do put the occasional post, like we did like a post for Second Best, and we did a weekend post when we were like after a practice. I was like, let's, let's, let's do a post. Let's let's show the boys. I love that there's a ton of people in Chicago that follow that page, mm-hmm. and just every once in a while, like you'll post something about yourself, and they'll be like, oh, this is what those guys look like. Yeah, this is the team. Yeah, this is this is, this is an improv team. Yeah. This is not just like a, and and I don't know, like. One of the things we're very proud of because someone told us it's something we got like feedback on. It's just like everything everything we make is original. Yes, I mean the templates aren't obviously we don't like crop those ourselves. Well, but, like, that's the point of memes. Yeah, I, I, I mean everything else, but like everything was like we literally just like in our group chat we just like make we there's so many unreleased ones. There's so many unreleased ones. <laughs> I can imagine. Did you guys debate? There was one that I screenshotted. There's one on Dad's clone page. This is. I'm almost worried about this being uninteresting, but I don't care. Uh, there's there's one on, the, in, on a meme that says, yes, I vape, and vape is like a, a acrostic <laughs> poem where like each of the letters stand for something. Um, and for some reason, Harry Potter's on the on a broom in the background. From, from and movie vape, one. And vape, even though it doesn't make any sense, vape stands for desperately need another hobby that isn't improv. <laughs> and... And I screenshot it and sent it to Anthony, fellow Dad's Clone member, and said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen on the internet, and I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> it was so dumb. He shared that with the group. Yeah, it was so dumb, <laughs> but so fucking funny. It's, like, well, yeah, that was Dan. <laughs> and then you did one recently inspired That's by me, Dan. not to brag. No, oh, sorry, didn't mean to blow past that. Uh, shouts out Dan Falarka. Ah, oh, meme master. Meme master. Uh, great meme. The va- Yes, I vape meme. Fantastic. Um, but then there's one that says, like, uh, making a character. Uh, starter pack. What's that? Starter pack? Uh, yeah, it was like a starter pack for making a. Um, An improviser? No, 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 no. You're thinking of work. a different one. Object work. No, 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 no. Uh, that one was different. I felt attacked <laughs> by two memes. I, I, was, I, was, I was looking at the and, one. And I looked at your one comment. Of the, one of them was uh, the starter pack, improviser, object work, starter pack. That's a good one. And it was like cooking and like digging, which are two Mi- things I do. Mixing a bowl, digging, and like a cutting board. <laughs> I do those things all. I cannot tell you how many times I found my own sta- find myself on stage like cutting carrots or something like that. Um, here, I have the page pulled up. Oh, thank you very much. But then the other one is, uh, oh, here it is. Uh, establishing your character is cool. 5% attitude, 95% sitting backwards in a chair. Yeah, that's true. And I got a text from Anthony before him that said, uh, new dad's cologne meme inspired by you. Hi. And, I t- and I commented on the page, I feel attacked. You should. Yeah. You literally were attacked in that in that instance. Because I do that all the time. I, you, you came on stage, actually, the week before that was posted. Um, yeah. Sat in a chair backwards and started licking your lips and I a, thought you were doing a Taylor O'Sullivan impression. <laughs> that is true. That is a true statement. Shouts out Taylor O'Sullivan. Fantastic mustache. Oh um, my god, that guy and his mustache. Um, yeah. No, that's a great fucking meme page all around. Thank like, you. I think, like, yeah. Fantastic work to you, sir. 
I've come on your podcast to blow to blow you and everything, all of your projects. <laughs> Insane pro wrestling, great. Uh, what a great show. Uh, memes, come support Dale the Magician. Dad's clone. What's that? Come support Dale the Magician. It's <laughs> my character. I wanted to do. I pitched Zach an idea. I did not end up having enough. enough I did not end up having enough time to do this, um, so I didn't do Insane Pro Wrestling. Awesomely um, Insane Pro Wrestling. But uh, we have a belt. awesomely Insane we have Pro a Wrestling. Belt. Uh, I wish I had. Uh, first of all, I wish I had communicated that better with Zach. I'm not great at communicating things, um, so I'm sorry, Zach. Um, but also, like I was originally in talks about him with doing a very niche character uh, called the Ventriloquist or whatever, where I would sit on stage the entire time, um, and either Kale or Harrison would pretend to be my uh, ventriloquist dummy, <laughs> and then fight, for and, you. And, yeah, and then go up and fight for me and like talk for me. I just thought that was the funniest idea was <laughs> someone who just sat there while someone else fought for them, um, just like hand out the whole time while they're fighting. Yeah, exactly, and like pretending to talk and like shit. Like that was um, I don't know. There's a lot of That's fun stuff bet. you can do with that. Awesome, um, fun. yeah. So uh, I do want to get back to second best. What was your favorite? What was your favorite show? Oh man! See, here's the thing. I'm terrible at watching stuff with shows I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I feel like every show I was in, I would go out back immediately and just like you know, like decompress from the show. Yeah, decompress from the show. Um, but there was one. The first show, what was my first, what was the Friday night show? The sketch show. Mm-hmm. There was a group that did a very, like, odd sketch bit. Jim and Melissa. Jim and Melissa, <laughs> who I came back, um, and Gretchen Glazer, shouts out, um, said, that was the best thing I've ever seen. I want to oh. be able to see them, like, later on. She, like, loved their shit. Hell yeah. Um, so, shouts out to Jim and Melissa. And the, bit, the little bit I saw from them, I loved. Um, because I was in and out, but like apparently, like the whole show was just like hell yeah, bust your gut, hysterical. Um, past your primetime players, uh, uh, we talked about them a lot last year. You know, they they're were, my favorite. They are great. They were they're great incredible. this year. Um, they did a lot of stuff where they got caught up in political stuff, and one of them was just like the tall guy was just like, uh, I don't want to talk about this, and like and like pretended to destroy cities or whatever in the background. Oh my god! Just, like, the, he, did, he did what I wanted to do, which was go behind the wood at the basement. Sean Harris. So we did a rodeo set in the basement theater, and there's a there's a behind the wood like section. There's a backstage, which is like. Uh, different heights of like planks yeah and then there's like a behind where there's like a screen like a white screen right that like looks like a good background but there was a good it's section a good in between those where you feet. could like walk between and you look like you were behind the action and during the rodeo set sean hambright had a field day with that Hell he was yeah. just doing stuff all the time um yeah it's hard to remember we so far away from second best it's hard to remember limbo what. land what was that? Limbo Land. I did not see Limbo Land. Tell PJ me about Limbo Mannix. Land. Okay, so... Oh, I did... So I saw this stoner uh, morning show. Yeah, he was. He came in. And TJ Mannix came on. And uh, afterwards, I like got up to use the bathroom. Okay. Shout out Stoner Morning Show. Okay, they had a great show. Stoner Morning Show had a gr- fantastic show. I love the Stoner Morning Show. The NBA Finals were going on at the same time. And I'm a very big basketball fan. So I checked my phone randomly and saw... Uh, no, they did a... Uh, Weather report from outside, and someone said they were watching the NBA Finals. It was uh, it was uh, Steve House, and I was like, "Oh God, I got to see this!" And like, so I checked my phone, saw the score was closed, and got up to walk outside and like live stream it for a bit. 
in the middle of a show. I'm a shit audience member. Um, You're an improviser yeah, but and a then, basketball fan. And I got called out what most people perceived as, like, weirdly, but what ended up was rightfully, but I didn't admit it at the time because uh, they were like, what? where are you going? Like, not a good show? And I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to the bathroom. And then one of the guys was like, you want to go with him? And so one of the guys came up and walked with me. TJ. And, like, we held hands. No, TJ followed. And oh, he t- checked on you. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me and Steve were just walking, like, holding hands as a joke, and I went to the bath. And as I was going to the bathroom, I turned around, TJ just, like, looked at me and just gave me this look, like, laughing. Like, isn't this fun? Like, he just gave me a look, like, are we having fun? Like, he is, uh, I do not know a lot from him, but I got a lot from that moment that, like, he is just, like, a genuinely, like, oh, my God. Like, just a good guy. And apparently he did a one-person improv show yeah. that was fantastic. I, I, I saw that energy in the All-Star show when uh, his team was on. It was so good. He yeah. is a good performer. No, so Limboland is... Okay, so this, I think the story he told on Stoner Morning Show was... Uh, <clears throat> he told someone about the idea for the show. And that person ended up doing a festival, some kind of comedy festival in Chicago. And said, hey, remember that show you told me about? I want you to do it in six months. <laughs> and so he had to do it. Right. He had to make that show up. And it's a it's a one-person musical where he right. plays all the characters. So not only is he doing a set, just like a, a really good, let's say, like a, it's like a montage, but like, no, maybe not, it's like a story. It's just like a story. Because I think, I think it was connected. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Right. But, um, and he sings, well... And he rhymes, like, appropriately. He's funny, and he's so good, and the story is so good. And he just was, like, set of different chairs, and when he was in that chair, he was that character. And when he was in that chair, he was that character. And it wasn't even, like, oh, I've switched back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was like, I'm going to be this character for a while. Oh, and then I'm going to be this character. And then I'll be the character way the fuck over there. And then I'll be the waiter who comes back in. And then the waiter goes in and talks to somebody else, and then now you're that character now. And it was just, like, so good. It was so good. It's like... I think I, I, I've set different goals as, as an improviser. It's like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. I want to make a house team. I want to play with bosses. I want to do this. And now it's like, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to, I mean, that's obviously like another level, but like right. something to strive but for. The, but at the same time, though, think of it this way. He would have never done that if someone wasn't like, you got to do this in six months. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing about a lot of this stuff where it's just like, I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way when I went to my first house team audition. I was like, this will just give me a good experience in, like, auditioning. Yeah, I'm not going to make a team. And then we both made a team. And then we had to do improv. I almost didn't even go. Saturday night in the prime time slots. Exactly. But, like, that's like forcing yourself to do things is the way you do things. Book the show first. Exactly. Because you will (laughs) never feel prepared for it. So Mm -hmm. you just do it. You just Just got to do it. I think I think there's a lot of merit in that for sure. I think yeah. there's a lot of things you have to just do. I think there are things you earn, but there are also things you have to take. I guess I feel like a lot of things you have to just take. I feel like there are things, certainly things you earn, but you they never feel as earned as you want them to. They're never going to yeah. give you that full satisfying feeling. It's not like you you can't get the experience to be a good Saturday night player if you don't start out as a Saturday night player and work up to it. Exactly, and like or, or maybe not even that. Maybe it's just like oftentimes you're not going to get there. You're not going to get to the Saturday night shows just like going for a long time. You got to like try and fail. And I think like I think part of that is also just like you think 
if you get if you get the Saturday night show after a while, you start to think to yourself like I've earned this. I'm good enough now. I got this. And then you stop growing. Yeah. Whereas if you get the Saturday night show before you're ready, or if you get the one person show before you're ready, the entire time you're thinking, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, I gotta get better, I gotta get better, I gotta get better. Exactly. And then like, and then you get that attitude of like, I need to work on getting better. Uh-huh. Like, and I think that ultimately is the thing that's going to help you out more than anything else. It's just that attitude of I need to get better. I got to work on getting better. Like, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. It's a difficult conversation to have with yourself. For sure. For sure. I know that I think the sooner you realize nobody's comfortable, the better you're off. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. It's just like the sooner you realize that we're all going through the same stuff emotionally, the better you're off Mm -hmm. in life. Because then you you feel a lot more comfortable. Because you're like, oh, no one's comfortable. Yeah. I'm not comfortable doing this, but neither is the person next to me. And they've been doing it eight years longer than me. (laughs) So, like... It's hard to it's hard to imagine someone doing this for ten years and not feeling comfortable though. I mean, comfortable for sure, but like, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, but like that's the thing is we think they're not, but once you realize they are, then you're like, I'm in business. I also feel like you and I have seen enough shows in the theater to realize that like even the best people we've ever seen have bad shows. Sure, have bad shows more than you would think they do. Yeah, and every time you see it, it's almost more comforting because you're like, oh, okay. They know everything I want to know, and still they're having a bad show. And then you see them the next week, and they crush. Yeah. And you're like, yep, okay, that's what I'm working towards. <laughs> that, that's got to be the goal. Trying to get better. Trying yeah. to get better. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. Well, TJ Mannix is a great example of that, because yes. he put on... I, lit- I, I dropped I dropped everything to like make sure I saw that show. I didn't see anything. I was like, that's the show I'm seeing. I don't care what's happening. What, what is happening? That's what I'm saying. I got to see that show. Fair enough. I don't... There's nothing that... I feel like I was so in my own world during this festival that I... Yeah. There's not a lot that I have taken from that and can remember from that, from this year. Well, luckily, we have a comprehensive list where we can go over things and absolutely remember at least little tidbits. Uh, while you're looking that up, I will say um, for the listener, Jonathan Mastoey and... Uh, Anthony Brosnan not only did the social media for the show, but also got on the fucking all-star show. Congrats to you, man. That was fucking awesome. Thanks, man. It was super fun. Uh, I, we found out on Friday. The Friday before? Really? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Because I, I was there. I think I was doing I was doing something. I think I was hanging up frames. It might have been the Thursday. But, like, uh, we were like, oh, who's on the all-star show? And then Kay's like, I'm going to have you guys on. Because y'all, like, really, like done a lot to help out like why not that's it, fucking awesome it was a really fun experience it was super cool getting up there with like six sandwich dudes and uh newman and like everyone like Bo was up there and i don't know it was just like a yeah super fun experience it was a little weird because it was just like yeah i don't really belong up here but it was super cool just like i totally am having a great time i'm sure half the people also felt like they didn't belong up there per the conversation <laughs> we just had so like that is that's just all around awesome man it's it just really fun. fucking great. All right, so um, the okay, so the Thursday shows Coalition Live was good. I'm a little bummed I didn't. I lost the audio for that. You lost the audio. I was. I've been waiting for that to get posted. I know. I literally like. This is the official. I literally realized right beforehand I was going to miss the show, mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh, okay, but at least there will be audio of it." And well, now I've missed it altogether. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, it, it it was a disaster. I lost 
so much. If I can plug your own network here, back to Best of Second Best Fest. Oh, I don't worry. I'm going to get to that. The Almost Nothing Podcast. The Almost Nothing Podcast. With Kim Nario. Oh, my God. Was, was great. It was a great show. was fantastic. I was, you know, I was cracking up during that time. I had the and best seat in the house. That audience, yes, you were on stage. I was in the middle between I them. leaned over. I was sitting next to uh, Gretchen. I leaned over, and I was like, perfect producing right now. Because mm-hmm. you were not saying a ton, but you mm-hmm. were saying enough to like keep the conversation going. Um, I didn't. I didn't need to. I'm just blowing you this entire episode. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, there are some point. ways you suck. <laughs> we'll get to that. 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 Later, later on, later on. And I just edited it all out. <laughs> um, no, but the Almost Nothing podcast was so good. Was so fucking good. And like, shout out to Kim because that was hysterical. That was absolutely hysterical. She got to know a guy. Uh, please go listen to the podcast. Go listen to the episode. Because I'm not going to say exactly what for that reason. You should go listen Almost Nothing mm-hmm. um, with Kim Nario, but there is something he said that, that it almost seems to be going surprisingly well, and then about three fourths of the way through, he says something, and you know what I'm talking about, correct? Yes, he says it. He says he no, had, no, no, don't even say what it is. It's it's bad. He says something that makes everyone go, oh no, oh, everybody and yawned. like it just. Oh, it just totally ruined the entire aesthetic for him, and then everyone was immediately like, "No, you should not meet. You should get out of there." Sure, it was it was close. It was a it was a the whole thing was very interesting. It was so fun, such a great idea, and well executed for sure. For that was was that Kim's idea? Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely amazing. Um, she's uh, she's she's one of those people that like if she's on stage, stand up or improvising, mm-hmm. like otherwise, I'm always just like. You're fucking great. Like, well, she's actually my assistant coach for Casa Patch. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. Amber. Amber's my coach. Uh, not to uh, release too much information, Amber was just like, uh, she should just be a regular coach at this point. Like, uh, she's almost overqualified to be an assistant coach. So hopefully, she gets in great. to coaching her own team soon. She's super great. Um, my favorite thing that I can share with that because it wasn't seen is that dude night that she had on the podcast were wearing the same outfit. You and him? We were both wearing white shirts and black pants. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh no. When's, when's, once he said that mood shifting comment, I was like, I just want to put on anything else. I <laughs> don't want to look like we're wearing a uniform. He was, um,. Yeah, I don't want to say too much about the guy. I don't know him as a person. I know what he said. It was not... Uh, not great. Not great. No. Um, the other highlight I want to give from Thursday um, was uh, Resident Ghost had one of the best sets. Really? One of the best sets. Another Kim Nario set. <laughs> there was... Li- there Drew was Harrison. Because you know how they play, they play like the same character the whole time? Yeah. Nathan Bemis. Kirsten. I think, I think Nathan Bemis and Harrison... Both played characters that never said a word in English. <laughs> for that the whole sounds set. like them, I believe. And they were incredible at oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was one of the best sets, for sure. They have... They're, uh, I'm glad Resident Ghost is still performing, because they're also fantastic. The, um, I, I've gone on record before, specifically just just to... Not, not a negative thing for anybody else, but just, like, the first run of house teams was one of the best experiences for me yeah. and I just have this great connection with all of them and I just love seeing them still perform. I think there's a kinship involved involved with that. Because it was a summer period um, 
I've talked about this with um, the person I've mentioned a million times already uh, before. Um, there's a there. It's it happened during the summer, and it was a lot of people's first house team. Mm-hmm. It was very new for a lot of people. So, like, a lot of us started bonding because, like, Saturday nights it would mm-hmm. become like, hey, not only are we hanging out, not only are we doing a show, we're all going out afterwards, we're going to babes, we're going to whatever, and it became, yeah, like, yeah, a very, yeah. like, camaraderie, like, thing, and now a lot of us, are, like, feel like we're a part of a class, I guess, in a way? Yeah, a you wave. Know? I call it a wave. A wave, yes. We're part of a wave. Yeah. Um, the Basement s- 7 o'clock show. Bosses had one of the best sets I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, Shawn Michaels was incredible. Some of Patrick Gantz's friends. He, he turned me on to them, and I'm like, okay, I'll see them for sure. And, and they did not disappoint. And then uh, Mike Bird. Bird I, Friends. I have not seen it. You are missing out. <laughs> I, will, I, I will confidently say. Dude, I do not doubt it. It's one dude, and he he just like, hey, I'm going to do a scene, and I'm going to ask one person to come on. And then at any time, if any of you decide you want to come and join... Come on and join. That's amazing. I wish I had been there for that, actually. Um, we saw, me and Anthony, we went to Big uh, last year and saw him do his show, and it was incredible. And then this year we saw him again, and we actually like, talked to him this time, and it's awesome dude. We had a really fun conversation about shadow people and shit. It was great. Shadow people. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's a whole, that's a whole. Listen to Anthony's uh, second episode, if you want to hear his story about that. I will, I will listen to that. Um, the audio is terrible. I think it's going to be a little like this with this AC in it. Oh, yeah. That, thing is, that thing is necessary. But yeah, it's fucking, I'm already sweating. And uh, I told you. <laughs> I think I was out until at least 2 a.m. every night. Um, oh, oh, later. And I preached. I preached. I was like, don't go out on Thursday. I was like, no one go out on Thursday. Save it for Friday. Thursday, go home after the shows are over. Friday, go home at 2 a.m. And then what do and you then do? And Saturday, go out as late as you want. Stay for the after-after party. Come home when the sun's up. And then what do I do? Thursday night, I get drunk at Shot Prop. 11 o'clock out, show. And I'm closing down Guar Bar with everybody else. I am uh, did that. And then Friday, Friday night, was a did mess. the exact same thing. Yep. What do we go Friday night? Bingo. 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 Oh, that was, that was a very... That was a fun night. Oh um, my gosh, they're all fun nights. That was a fun night. Yeah, Canal Club Saturday, was good. Canal Club was very good. Overall, just like a very well, like, it's a fun event. Just a fun event. I look forward to second best business every year. It's like uh, Richmond Improviser Christmas, essentially. I called it a family holiday after talking to you. That's a good. That's a good way to phrase it. It's like, um, it's like, and uh, the, literally, you could say to someone like, "Happy second best," and it's like, "Oh, thank you so much. Happy best second best to you." Like, yeah, exactly. This is this is literally a, a family holiday. Like we see, you see people you never get to see. Like there's people that yeah. I haven't seen in like months at this point. That yeah, are, like just been around the people. Like, yeah, I just had to catch the show. It's like, oh, it's great to yeah. see you. It's second best. Happy Alex, second best. Alex Light uh, came out for the second best show, and I was like, oh, great to see you, man, because he just had a kid. And he's been out. And he had to leave right afterwards, but it was, like, good to see him. I didn't mean to have him on this show. He's He would be a really good guest, especially now that he's had a kid. His whole podcast would be like, my kid. I'm just tired, man. I'm just, like, tired all the time. That's a really good... <laughs> that's a really good Alex Light impression. Wow. That was so good. We went we went through 101 together, um, and then uh, we were also on Oatmeal Marge together, so I, I like to think I know the guy pretty well. Damn, that was so good. Thank you very much. Um, 
Yeah, uh, the the Saturday nine was fire. I mean, both nines were so many good shows. Um, <clears throat> the Saturday night the Coalition, Limbo Land, Bad Medicine, Sweet Sweet Angel Baby, and Coalition Radio Hour. Sweet Sweet Angel Baby, shout out to them. They had a breach. They're fantastic. Oh, I mean, I love them both. They're both on my team. Right. Josh and I are going to be doing one of these days a two person set. Really? Mm-hmm. Me and Michelle have also talked about who was on Only Marketing. We've also talked about doing two person sets. I love fashion. I've been waiting for. I've been wait. I like. She said she was going to sign up for the lab, and then she hasn't, which I'm not like faulting her for. It seems like she's been laying back a little bit. She previously had a fuck ton of commitments at the theater. Uh huh. She's doing the series five. Yes, and so I feel like she's laying back a little bit right now, and I just want to like let her lay back a little bit, and then at some point I'm going to approach the subject and be like, "Hey, you wanted to do a two person set? Hey, I talked about you on this podcast. Yeah. Hey. Uh, listen to Jonathan Mastoy's podcast. Can we talk about M Five for a second? M Five is great. Mysterious Five, Scooby Doo parody, uh, Scooby Doo homage, Scooby Doo homage, fifty year anniversary. You guys were very tricky about the language um, <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, I uh, did not care as much. Uh, I, I literally said that one, Sean. I'm like, I don't think anyone else cares about this as much as I do. But it's the 50th year anniversary. This is an homage. <laughs> All right. A parody should be an homage, though. Everyone That's why stand I always for your national anthem, and then I play Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? A, par- a parody... <laughs> Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Hand over your heart. Show some damn respect. Take your hat off, sir. Uh, um, Shouldn't be wearing a baseball cap indoors. A parody should be an homage or it's not going to be a funny parody mm-hmm. in my opinion makes sense so that's why I call it a parody it's because like yeah because it wasn't funny <laughs> how, it, was so, it was so funny how dare you, you were Par- I love parodies <laughs> I was finishing your sentence I grew up on Weird Al Yankovic sir a man who only did parodies oh um, my god but yeah, uh, directed by Gretchen produced by you directed, co-directed by you co-directed co-directed by you um, I was more of a she was the face. She was the face of yeah. the franchise. And I and I basically was like she had she had all the artistic direction and I was just there to like uh what was it pruning when you like trim a bush? Yeah. It was like she had all the great ideas and I'm just like, That's great. This is a, this is how I see this going. Fair. Think about this, don't do that. And mm-hmm. it was just like I just like got to see her have all her all have her Got to watch her have all her good ideas. Right. And, like, it made her like a good show. Yeah, it was super fun. That was a very fun show. And then also was, the producing role was, like, really good to take that off her plate so she could just focus on that shit. She, uh, I don't think she likes that stuff particularly much. I do. I do not. So I'm in the same boat as her. Um, so I'm good at, so. Yeah. Did you say that's all you're good at? It's what I'm good at. Okay, I thought you said that's all you're good at. And I thought it for a second. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you stay over there, producer. <laughs> Yeah. Producers podcast. Producers, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> Kale Davis, um, Angela ben Messino, Benel, ben Angela Benel, Messino, Joey Tran, Joey Tran, Michelle Murguia, um, myself, uh, uh, Aaron Cotier, Aaron Cotier, Harrison Brooks, Harrison Brooks. I knew I was forgetting somebody uh, out of the Mysterious Five. And then I think that's it, right? Dan Falarka. Dan Falarka. As Officer Randy. As Officer Randy. Featuring Dan Falarka as Officer Randy. And Pete. And Pete. And Pete. Pete. Pete Pete, uh, Cloutier. Um, Pete with his little voice like this. That character. I can tell Pete did. He started doing, wanted to do more childish characters as it went on. Um, But that was just such a fun show. It was a very, it was a Scooby-Doo homage. Um, And homage. 
What's that? Nothing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the Scooby-Doo homage, it was uh, so much fun to do. Um, Y'all did a great job. It was a great show. It was a great show. It was a great show. I Season th- two? I'm hoping for it. I can tell you uh, the director does not want to do a second one, and I think that's very disappointing. Huh, I've heard different. Really? Huh. <laughs> she has told me differently. Um yeah. Well, we'll just see if there's a season two then, Durf. <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so. I, I want to do a second one. Um, I think that'd be really fun. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah, Mysterious 5 was fantastic. Um, yeah. I got cast in it by you and Gretchen. You were the first You were the first person I had for Fred. And that was like, what, September last year? Yeah. And then right afterwards, I started dating the director. <laughs> and then everyone, reverse nepotism, yeah, I guess. Exactly. I don't know. Everyone was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." So that's how you got the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got talent and good looks. It happened first, I swear. Um, I just love that. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like that kind of goal thing where. Um, I, I, fucking directing a show after like doing this for two years—that's like a fucking—that's a cool goal to have. That is a really cool goal to have and achieve. I've discovered about myself that I don't want that at all to direct. No, I don't want to teach either. Really, I love performing. I want to be so much better than I am at performing right now. Um, I just don't think that's for me. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I think there's a lot of, like, people think they're creative and have, like, an idea or have a few ideas. And they think, like, oh, I should direct, so I should make this idea happen. And that's not always the case. Sure. And, and I think that I'm figuring that out about myself because I just don't like all the little stuff that goes with it. There, There's a lot of, like... There's an idea of just like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And, I mean, even if you take the all the production that goes into it, if you take away, like, scheduling and space and casting and, right. and managing like all that stuff like there's still so many other small things that go into it that just make it so difficult and one of the things is that I kind of a flaw of mine is that I'm kind of a control freak is that I think uh, my idea is kind of the best idea so I just want to do my stuff uh, and part of directing and part of making a show is surrendering that idea to the group and saying, hey, this is the show you guys are putting on. Yeah. What do you think of this? How do you want to play it? What would make you feel good and comfortable? Exactly. exactly. I, learned, I learned that from Aaron Grant. Oh, really? Watching him direct Slasher. He let uh, me, Gretchen, and then Celeste uh, kind of do this uh, apprentice thing where we all basically like co-directed in a way. But like really, he did his thing, and we just got to watch and right. help out with different things. And then get to, we got to ask some questions at the end. Aaron Grant got to talk to us, and he was basically just like the best. You got to throw it out to the group, essentially, like surrender it to the group. Yeah, well, it was this idea of of um, he had his like initial thing. It's like this is the script. This is what I got. And then when like they would play a scene, they'd be like, "Yeah, however you want to play it, just do it." And then something would happen, and he's like, "Yeah, I like that." Or like, "How did you feel about that kind of thing?" Where it's like. How do you want to play it? Because you're the one who has to play it. Right. I could have my idea, but like, if you if you give your idea and make it your own, then I think it'll be better. And I think there there's there's validation in that. There's also validation in being a control freak and saying, "No, we're doing this. This is my vision," kind of thing. Right. And I think what you're kind of saying is like, in terms of improv, more often than not, it's going to work better when you surrender. 
Yes. And being able to admit like, hey, I don't I do not do well at that or that's not something I want to do. I don't want to compromise on that. It's a totally fair, totally fair point. I think, yeah, I think like, I think the best shows I see are the ones, and the ones I have the most fun in are the ones where the director is kind of like what Aaron Grant was saying, where it's like, whatever you want to do, like, yeah. you know, like. Um, you're, you're the one that has to perform it, so, like, whatever you want to, like, make happen, go ahead and make happen. But, like, if I were to, you know, like, even stuff that I've had a little bit of creative control in, I've had a hard time being, like, whatever you want to do. Because, like, say that moment happens that you were just talking about where someone is performing. I have my idea, and then you perform it. I'll automatically revert back to, like, uh, oh, well, that's not, that wasn't my idea. Like you're not executing my idea the way I want my idea executed. Yeah, and I and that is a quality that I do not have, and maybe I could grow to get if I were to work hard at directing. But it's not, it's that, that's the thing. It's like that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not a goal I'm setting. That's something I want to work towards. Exactly. Like yeah. right now, like I'm just like, oh, that sounds painstaking to me. Yeah. That sounds like work to me. What sounds that's what going is, that's going to take more from me than it's going to give. Exactly. Like, and I pref- very much prefer just. Performing, just giving all my all my creative energy to like performing, putting myself out there. Mark Duplass has a really cool concept about that called Soul Points. Are you familiar? Uh, Not with Soul Points, with Mark Duplass. Yes, I think yeah. um, It's like it's a concept of like you when you make a project when you do a thing. It's like you put Soul Points into it, points of your pieces of your soul you put into like creating this thing. Like this is obviously a filmmaker, so like right. It's a little different than an improv performance, but he puts a lot more into it. And then at the end of it, you kind of get rewarded, or you, over the process of um, beginning to end and like putting it on, and for the rest of your life, like you get soul points back. From it's it. like a stock market investment with exactly. your soul, exactly. Yeah. And so you're just recognizing, like, I'm going to put this many, and I'm going to get like eight back, right? And it's not worth it. It's not, he, it's not a good transaction for me. But he's one. He's one of those guys that. I think would work. It works very well. He uses yeah, yeah, improvisers yeah. a lot mm-hmm. because he talks about he talks about how like some people are like I forget who he said he uses an example. He said some one actress like said like once I get the script, the script is the Bible. Like that is what I go by. And they're just like him and his brother Jay are just like not like that at all. They're mm-hmm. just like script is a guideline at best. Like yeah. whatever like our performers come up with, that's the truth then. That's what we need because to do. Because they're the characters that flesh it out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's something I greatly admire, but I don't trust myself enough to have that have that attitude when it when yeah. if I like did something like that. And I feel like you just get more soul points out of um, performing. Very much so. Very much so. I very much enjoy... You have a, you have a good return on improv comedy. Yes. And I... I improv comedy. Uh, I enjoy... I enjoy doing it. I enjoy working and getting better at it. It's not always that I'm good at it. I'm a very much... A lot of the times, like, I've recently just... I think the last Yeah No show, shout out to Yeah No, uh, Second and Fourth Saturdays Coalition Theater, um... The last Yeah No show I did, and I got on stage, and I was like, that was my first good show in months. That was the first time I felt good about a performance I did in months. So um, you, it, was the first, it was the first return you had in a while. Exactly, Interesting. Yeah. But, I, but like, it all came from, but, like, I think the rewarding part about that was that I would get on stage, I'd do a show, and people would be like, that was good. And I'd be like, it wasn't, though. Like, I get why, I get why 
you said that. Yeah. I get what you thought that. You want to be encouraging, and it wasn't bad. And you probably did enjoy it. Exactly. But you're not looking at it from my perspective as the person who did do it. Because, okay, so that's the alternative. And I want to, like, bring the focus there and let you finish that thought, where it's just like, yeah, there are times where you have to think about the audience. But, like, overall, this is the reason you're subjecting yourself to being on that stage is because you have to get something out of it. Right. And sometimes when you have a bad set, it doesn't mean, like, oh, you weren't funny or my team is bad. It was just like, I didn't have fun. I didn't feel good about that. Right. And exactly. That's, and that's a, that's a big thing. So to, to, to loop back one second and then loop right back, um, with, with directing, I feel like you kind of acknowledge, like, that's not something that would make me feel good. And you just, like, quickly, like, nope. Yeah. yeah, no. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, Second and fourth Saturdays no. at the Coalition Theater. Eight o'clock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like I think there's a potential there's a potential ceiling there that I'm not hitting on a weekly basis, and yeah. there's a potential like oh, I feel that too actually. If I'm, yeah. if I'm being real with you right now, like yeah. that's something I uh, um, definitely, definitely, definitely am like. But I guess that's kind of the thing. It's like is if you're if you if I if I was like ah oh, the ceiling sucks like. Yeah. Time to find a new time to find a higher ceiling, right? Whatever the, whatever that means, right? But like, I like that. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't reach it. <laughs> I, need a, I need a ladder. <laughs> you're like, you gotta fucking learn how to make a ladder. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta learn how to do this shit on your own. I think that's, I think that's. Uh, I don't know. That's what I like most about performing is that like I don't feel like I've reached where I want to be. I left a lot out on the stage. Exactly. I feel like I haven't reached where I want to be with the performance yet but I also feel like I'm having fun finding my way I definitely agree <laughs> you judging me for the, this move so Jonathan just took oh, no. two high uh, tall boys of uh, Coors Banquet oh god uh, he had like a little bit of leftovers and he poured them both into a glass that, I, that feels so like I'm losing friends you're, by no, you telling no, that story. I don't understand. That's not a bad I, First of all, I didn't finish the first one, is what that means. <laughs> Second, I, uh... Okay, so Joe just did this thing, you guys. He took a tall boy, of course, banquet and tried to pour it into a glass. There was like nothing in there, and he spilled on my table. I'm so sorry. That's gotta be bit ter- hell on the. Um, I'm, no, I can't. He's getting a he's getting a napkin. Uh, the, the move was not that embarrassing. No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, I just feel like there's a lot of uh, faux pas in that, which is like, first of all, I didn't finish the first beer. I just opened the second one. Right. Second, I married two drinks and. Three, the uh, third legally. The, I legally married them. I, I, I am ordained on the internet. <laughs> uh, and then it, one of them was warm, and one of them was like less warm. So like it's just like there's a lot of you're figuring you're finding a balance in energy. There's just that. a lot of balance things happening that I did, yeah, exactly. and I feel like it's giving me this thing. <laughs> it's giving me this complex, and now I feel like people are judging me. No, no one is judging you, no Stoey. Judging. Everyone, everyone. Please, loves you. the people who would judge me checked out at Coors Banquet. <laughs> checked out at the very beginning when I was like, "Cool apartment." They're like, "This is not for me." <laughs> <This> is not- <laughs> <laughs> what was the rest of the name? Raging Rain or something? Like, they checked out at Rain. Yeah, exactly. What was his name? Who? The wrestler you named? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? Raging Rain. Raging Rain? <laughs> Wait, which one's real? I still don't know. Roman Reigns is the real one. <laughs> Raging Rain is the name of... <laughs> I can't even... It's a very offensive <laughs> name in a Western... <laughs> In the early 1900s. Raging Rain? Yeah. Is that an actual thing? No. Oh my god, I was <laughs> so... No, you, you freak me the fuck no, out. No, you were not offensive. I was offensive by making that joke. No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> 
They checked that when I got the wrestler name wrong. Yeah, they checked that at minute 80. They're like, Everyone's fuck this. Me. The person working out on the elliptical right now is listening to something else. Have you just been calling out people you think are listening? I don't know who's listening to this show, to be quite honest. I don't know. I don't. Know. I posted the, the the thing on Instagram, and like a lot of my friends were just like happy that I'm doing like the podcast again. Nice. Um, but it's good that you're getting that feedback real time. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I haven't checked since you. I, I made a point to keep my phone like as close as possible. Right. For the record, I think both of us have flappy phones, so we've been doing this a lot during the episode, like just flipping it in and open. That's a nervous tick, though, right? For you, for me, it's just like it's like a it's like a thing I can do with my hand. I don't know. I don't know if nervous. I feel like nervous ticks are like a negative connotation. Not necessarily a negative connotation, but this it's is something, something that, that just I like, do. Yeah, exactly. I do the same thing. Well, because I have, I have the little uh, flippy magnet thing. you got a magnet that connects it to the front. I also have a mini magnet, but it's not, it's not, this is, this is veered from interesting. This is where we should start thinking about the audience. But I'm having fun, Jeff. <laughs> I, I know we're both having fun, but this is not interesting. No one listens to minutes 80, 80, 80 through 81 plus. 80 through 81 plus. Anything else you want to hit with me? Um... Well, let's see. We hit second best, which was the one goal. Right. Um, it's been a year. Yeah. You covered the the new teams you were on. We covered one of the shows you were on. That's right. You were on the Rehappening. That was a fantastic show. I love that show so much. I got, I, to, I got to open for that show. It was a great show. I begged Pajor to bring that show back so I could be I've heard, part of it. I've heard uh, other people from the cast who want to do it again. Yeah. I think a lot of people really want to do it again. There's a big uh, desire for that. and I, I, would, I, would, I would want to, like... Be, try out for that because that is a awesome show. That show is so good. I feel just uh, I feel I feel just lucky to be a part of that run. I felt like I had a couple of my best shows during that run, and Every it was only because that show is set up to make everyone look so fucking good. Give me a quick like couple lines. And so the rehappening uh, for nerds out there. If you watch that community episode. Um, uh, why can't I think of it the name right now? Something season three, but it was like it was it was season three episode nine. No, I can't remember the six. Na- I can't remember the episode uh, name, but it's uh, oh remedial chaos theory. It's that's um, right. That's right. That's remedial right. chaos theory. It's the episode where they have the uh, party at Abed and Troy's house, and they roll the dice to see who goes gets the pizza, and every time they roll a different. It keeps going back and doing alternate timelines. It's a show based off that, essentially. So every time someone leaves, uh, the timeline happens, and yeah. then different shit happens until they get back with the pizza. Yeah. I've the seen pr- the premise of the show is we set up a world, then the show be then there's a gong, and that signifies the first timeline, and then s- yeah. someone finds an excuse that someone needs to leave for. Oh, like, you need to go get this pizza, or, or someone needs to go to get the pizza from downstairs. Or like, oh, I left my cash in the car. Can someone go grab that for me? And then, like, one person will leave. And then they'll do an entire, we'll do, like, an entire little bit. And then the gong will ring again, we'll reset to that first moment, and then someone will go, oh, I left my cash in the car. Someone and the first person who uh, left will be like, well, I get it, but I don't have any sunscreen on. Yeah, exactly. And then someone else finds an excuse to leave, and then a separate event, separate things happen. Without that person there. And Without the, and the first person, person And the thing is, is... In the first scene, you've already established your character. Right. And so you're going to act basically the same. Right. I mean, you're not going to say the same things to do the same things, but, like, you have the lens through which your character is. The goal is the perfect version of that is you say and do the same things unless oh, otherwise really? acted upon. 
So, like, if you're still interacting with that same person, the goal is you do the same things oh. in a perfect in a perfect world. That I'm is, picturing how the episode would have gone and it being written. Right. I could see like a lot of a lot of parallels with like, okay, this idea comes up. This idea comes up. This idea comes up. You talk to this person. Brutus says several times, uh, you don't ask a lady that. It's not dignified. And then someone says pizza, and she goes, pizza! 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 Me so hungry! Like, she does that a couple times because she gets the same scenario put at her. Yep. And in a perfect rehappening set... That's kind of how it looks. That's how it looks. Okay, okay. That makes that, I'm glad I asked. I'm yeah, glad I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I thought. Um, I'm glad I assumed. It almost never happens that way because it's improvisers, so it's like, I want to do something different, like, you know, like this time around. But, like, I think that's the biggest note we get in practice. Uh, when we did practice, it was just like, okay, but we're, does anything happen between this set, this round, and this round? If not, you should be acting the same way. Uh-huh. And so... Um, that's basically the premise of it. Uh, we did a run in late November, and it was uh, it was the best fucking thing. It was it was absolutely. I miss doing it so much. Like I loved that. That'd be a great show. Yeah, I would I would do that again in a heartbeat. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, probably the thing in between last time and this time that I'm most proud of doing. Um, and I'm literally just a part of something that. You know, I get to be a part of something that is fantastic. It has yeah. nothing to do with me. That's why I'm so proud of it. It's just like, I got to be a part of this. You know, I got to be on this. I'll fluff my own feathers. You got my favorite poster spot in the theater space. I very much appreciated that. Have I you did seen see it? that. Yeah. It's like behind the staircase. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I love it. Because I feel like that's the kind of like, what's that poster say? And I you also, make a point to read it. I also did the Valentine's Day sketch show, which was my first sketch show. It's in the bathroom. Uh, and that's in the bathroom. My face is in the bathroom now. People look at you. If you go to the wash their hands. If you go to the Coalition Theater and piss, you can see my face. If you wash your hands and then dry them, because I think it's actually best viewed from the the paper towel. Yes, it's right next to the paper towel dispenser. You yeah. can see me looking at a phone creepily. Uh, but that was actually really fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sketch show was like great sketch show. It was fun to do because it was like it was very chaotic leading up to beforehand, and like you know, like you're just drilling the same sketches over and over again, mm-hmm. and like it feels arduous and like you feel like you're trudging through this and then you get to the actual show and you're like this is fantastic finally it pays off i get to just have fun yeah exactly exactly like that was a lot of fun too um i was on rodeo last time i was on the show i covered o'neill marge and now yeah no um both great fucking outstanding i've been blessed with like i've been hashtag blessed uh with uh three great house teams i love that look you just gave me um three great house teams um yeah, I don't know. It's creatively like I'm feeling pretty good. It's I'm been just, a good year for you. It's been a very good year for me and I'm trying to just keep make sure Yeah, I'm trying to make sure to work hard enough that like I can keep a semblance of it going cuz I mean, I've, you're saying all the right things. I feel like you're just going to keep doing it. I hope so. I hope so. You have anything coming up? Nothing as of right now. I'm just doing um yeah, no, and just kind of enjoying the summer and also a little break from shows. You just did. Yes. You just named three shows you did over the past year I'm that do- were separate from house team shit. Yes. And probably and hot prov and a bunch of other stuff. Hot prov, hot prov has a few dates coming up. Uh, check that out. Um, yeah, we have actually one. That, the, if you listen to this on the day it comes out, this Friday. This Friday. This right? Friday. Yes. Uh, featuring Matt McCoo, Patrick Hance, Kirsten Hoffman, Kirsten and Hoffman. Catherine Michael Schmidt. Ooh, do not, not confirmed. Catherine is not confirmed. Oh, sorry. Whoops, whoops, sorry. So Kirsten. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Kirsten Hoffman, Dedicated Matt to Jonathan McCoo, Stoney. Patrick Gantz, 
possibly uh, Catherine Schmidt, possibly another fourth person, possibly nobody, possibly just those three. Possibly dedicated uh, tech, Jonathan Stowey. But definitely dedicated tech, uh, Jonathan <laughs> Stowey, a great human being, Jonathan Stowey. Put me in the group chat this time. That's my biggest complaint is there's a group chat every time where they where you guys commit. Uh, you weren't in that every time. What not in that every time. There was like three times I missed out. There was out. not three there, times. I could probably name three times. The last good one I was I in was middle management. Okay. Well, and that had one of the best, the best. I think we've had a couple since then. I, no, I don't even think we've had it since then. Well, you need to make it a priority. We will make you it a priority. To, you need to make it a priority, and then you need to take screenshots and use that as uh, advertising a, material. There's a hot prof group chat where people talk about the terrible shits they're having and the terrible stuff It's more than that. Having. The terrible times uh, they had that hot night. Hot prof, if you don't know, is a show where we eat <laughs> stunt hot sauce as seen on Hot Ones on YouTube. And um, then do improv afterwards. It's and a great fucking it's a, show. It's a fun show. Um, I don't know if we ever said that's what we did after the fireball shots. We, we literally, we did like all together between the five of us, that's Clone and you, we did about like 30 to 40 shots. It was terrible. And then did hot sauce. And then we did hot sauce. Then we did I threw up the hot sauce hop. immediately. Oh, I did too. I did while you guys were on stage. I think two or three people walked in on me throwing up hot sauce. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're having a rough night. And I'm like, no, I literally just did a show. I need to get this out. Um, while we're airing grievances. Hot probs, uh, little cuties. Uh, me and Gretchen's two-person team yeah. has been doing more refineries. Uh, we got one coming up on the 24th? No. Um, the one, the 18th. Yes, week before the ADPW. 18th, we have a, a refinery. Um, uh, I think that's all. Otherwise, like, those are a couple just, like, side projects they don't have to commit too much time to. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, no right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. Not much else. <laughs> Is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to get to, Joe? Not much. We're back, baby. I do want to say that... I do want to say that um, in terms of personal life, Taylor O'Sullivan, shout out Taylor O'Sullivan, beautiful mustache, I uh, talked about because he just did a return podcast. He yeah. talked about on his, how on his first podcast, he talked about how he was ne- him and his girlfriend were never going to break up, and then right afterwards they broke up. Uh-huh. And I realized that on my original podcast, I said I wanted to remain single for a very long time, and now I am no longer single. <laughs> you <You're> the relationship. <laughs> so I love the dichotomy between us two in that regard. Yeah, that means if, if you've ever done an episode of this, listen to it and find something you were staunch on. Yeah. What were you steadfast about? It's about to change. It's about to change. That's pretty much it. It's That's about to go down. Kevin Hart. Thank uh, you so much. Of course, of course. Um, Do you ever see the video of him going into like Walmart and Target and buying his copies of his DVDs? No. So funny. You give me videos to watch, I'm giving you the one to watch. That's a, Kevin I Hart like, going to Walmart and Target. I think it's a funny video. I could probably watch that tonight when I get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did stand-up. Ha! <laughs> uh, when, um, <laughs> when I was 18 years old... Um, I was living in Brant Dorms uh, in VCU, um, right near Monroe Park, and I walked from there to Bottoms Up Pizza, and I did my first ever stand-up set. It was five minutes. It was 2011. Wow. Um, been stand-up for eight years. <laughs> it was 2011. <laughs> I walked in, and then um, I, my, I can't remember what I said, but I got a couple last, and my closing joke was... This will give a sign of the times. Was um, 
Oh, God. People are obsessing over the Jerry Sandusky uh, bit now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like people are obsessing over Jerry Sandusky now. But really, all he's got to do is die, and then he'll be the king of pop again. Um, and that was my closing <laughs> joke. And uh, it got a big enough laugh that someone told me, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to see you again. Um, oh, my God. So then the next weekend, I walked to Cafe Diem. And not even weekend. Next week, I walked to Cafe Diem, uh, which is right near where I live now. Um, in uh, in the museum district, it's mm. where Buddy's is now in Richmond. Buddy, um, and I walked there to do an open mic set, and I was sitting at the bar. I got there late because I got lost walking there, and I was sitting sitting there, and I watched a guy at the bar heckle every single comedian before I got up there. And I didn't even go up. I walked to the I walked to the host, and I was like, I was like, "Hey, it's midnight. I gotta get back and study for finals. So you just took my name off the list." He goes, "Okay, cool. You were last." And uh, oh, and uh, so I left, and I did not return for three, four years. Oh, I went back once, and I stuttered through what should have been five minutes, and did two minutes. Oh, and uh, it was. Um, and a place in Robinson that I'm pretty sure was old home sweet home, but I'm not positive. Interesting. Um, you had to sit on a for people that do stand up out there. You had to sit on a stool. You had uh, to. Yeah, there were, those were the rules. Something about like weird. I don't know. So we had to sit on a stool, um, and so I left from there feeling very uncomfortable. And then I didn't do it for several years. Um, and then I did about a year and a half of improv, two years of improv. And decided this was something I wanted to tackle. And I did one stand-up set of Jay Kogi. I did two stand-up sets of Jay Kogi. One didn't go that great, but I was like, oh, whatever. The second one was completely improvised. I talked about Jeff Bezos' dick for probably three minutes. And then two minutes of, like, a sweat list that someone gave me. Which one did I see? Did you hear? I saw, I saw one of them. I don't, know, I don't remember Jeff Bezos, so maybe I saw the first one. You saw the first one. That didn't go that great. Um, I thought it went well. <laughs> I liked it. I appreciate it. I brought it. it up. I appreciate it. I would not have brought it up if I thought it went bad. I would, I would have. I would have. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, but I just like, I got more laughs from that, from the second one. And then at that point I was like, I'm kind of done. You know, like, I think, I think like I got over that hump and I have no interest in, Stand up is kind of an art, you know. Like you got to work at doing jokes over and over again, and that's again with directing this something I don't have interest in. What are you laughing at right now? In ninth grade, I was the first year I ever played organized football, and there was this tackling sled. It was like a, a punching bag on the sled. Yeah, and you would uh, run into it, lift it up, and then lean it one way or the other, and it would go down. Okay. I could never do it. As a ninth grader. And they kept doing this thing where they're like, you can do it, you're just not trying. Right. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And they kept making me do it over and over again. <laughs> and, like, there was one practice where they're like, we're not going anywhere until Jonathan tackles the thing. Oh and I must my. have been out there. I felt, it felt like forever. But must, I, I realized it felt like ten minutes of just, like, this kid just, like, getting mad and crying and trying really hard and so i couldn't tackle it and in my mind i i, I got that i got to that story because i was thinking about you like i said i wanted to tackle it i tackled it once <laughs> maybe twice and i did it and in my mind i'm just like oh it must be nice just barely good enough to <laughs> you got it on the ground yeah, though exactly. imagine not put yourself in my ninth grade cleats i'm trying to <laughs> it's a lot of it's, it's a lot 
football. Uh, I love football, but that was a rough year for me. <laughs> that was a rough, a rough time. No, but yeah, so I, so I don't know. I feel like stand-up is it's something that I did for a little bit, and then I haven't done it for a while. But, like, it's such a weird thing. Because doing improv is like, oh, I do comedy. But, like, doing stand-up is a complete different thing. It's the things that we both have interest in, especially taking it in. I take a class. I've done whatever. Right. I've made a person laugh before. Right. But, like, man, getting up there, I can see how it's a, your view of just, like, man, I don't want to do that. And I think I, I think I took that view for a bit. And it's so weird because I wanted to do it for so long. Yeah. It was such a goal of mine for so long. And, like, I think just growing up, I, like, becoming, like, getting more into this, it's like, oh, I know what I like and I know what I don't mm-hmm. like. And one of the things I don't like is repetitiveness. I used to fantasize about what my Comedy Central Presents stage would look like. Back when they did those stages. Two million percent. Yeah. Two million percent yeah. used to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody is uh, currently, like, uh, at a coffee shop, like, eating, a, like, they had a full mouth of, like, egg sandwich, and they're like, finally somebody gets and they spit egg everywhere. <laughs> that was a $9 sandwich. You just yeah. wasted about 30 cents. And that was the thing that was, like, I always imagined myself walking out and then, like... Interacting, like, with Doug Benson style with, like, he, like, shot some hoops at the end of his because yeah, he had, like, exactly. a carnival game thing. Uh, he had, like, three of those. Yeah. And then they changed to the like just saying your name and color, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck that! I don't want to do that anymore." <laughs> you know, I'm done with comedy. So <laughs> and I went from like being 16 to being like 19 and never doing anything. I was like, "Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm a man now. Okay? I'm done. Time to put these childish games to bed." Oh <laughs> uh, God! Well, how do you feel, Joe? I feel good. I feel good. This was a lot, this is a fun one. This is a good one. This yeah. is a good one back. Yeah. This makes me, this definitely continues the inspiration of doing this again. This is coming out tomorrow, by the way. Really? I'm putting this out. I'm, as soon as you leave, I'm going to edit this and put it up. Shouts out to you. I'm committed, dude. This is like, that's why I texted you, because I'm like, this is happening. I'm, I'm in here. There's no more excuses. That's a good move. I did set this up, like, before you got here, though. That's it. But that's good, though, is that you've, it's, once again, you've set a goal for yourself. And I... And now you're going to hit it. Yeah. And now it's on audio so that if you decide, like, maybe I'll just do it tomorrow morning or maybe I'll do it uh, next week or whatever, like, that's not possible anymore. Because then all this audio will be in there of us being like, wow, you're doing it tomorrow. I mean, I could also say, like, the date today is July 16th and this comes out July 17th. It's uh, People would know that wouldn't be true, though, because today's date is July 9th and tomorrow's July 10th. And we've already talked about Hot Prophet. Who do I (laughs) believe? Damn it. (laughs) Nobody's going to check the Eventbrite schedule. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how many DMs you get. DM at Get Off My Farm or Pierce is Dead or Slap Into Face. Yeah. Pierce is Dead on Snapchat. I never use Twitter. Don't go on Twitter. Give me an at Get Off My Farm on Instagram. Follow uh, at Mr. Wee. Mr. Wee. on Instagram. Follow at Dad's Cologne on Instagram. <sighs> Follow. Like- God, what is your Snapchat name? Is it the same thing, Mr. Wee? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I rebranded like three years ago. And yeah. I, got, I got all the Mustoes because you can't get the Mustoe. You can't just get that. So you got to use several Ys. That's the only thing I could consistently get over every every platform was three Ys. Yep, three Ys. YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. I think Facebook is stuck at whatever the original one was. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not fucking with the email. I have an email. I don't need another one. <laughs> just follow that platform, and of course, email producers podcast. 
at producerscast at gmail.com. Because Jonathan loves emails. I totally didn't forget about the producerscast email, and I'm totally not checking it right now to see if I have any. He's not doing that. I feel like I would get notifications on it, though. I did. Oh, you know what? Here's this. I, um, I'm not going to tell this story. I'm going to tease it. Yeah. And you have to ask me about it. But because I teased it before, I uh, so all the if you submit any feedback through the um, through the website, just like a place where you can submit something, um, it goes to my junk folder, and I can't find it. But basically, I tease the story about the most drunk I've ever been. And Jasmine was like, tell me that story. And I never responded because I just, I did not get it responding to emails, I guess. But like, I do see it eventually. Was it pre-coalition? No. Oh, the the story? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Are you trying to picture a pre-coalition me? I'm, yeah, that's hard to picture. Um, I'm also just trying to picture you drunker than the drunkest I've seen you. Oh, God. I kind of want to (laughs) hear... I don't know. Should, I, should we do that off mic? Let's do that off mic. Also, <laughs> I don't know of a specific instance. Just spoiler alert. I'm just, I've pictured, I've seen you pretty drunk. I'm sure you've seen me either just as drunk, if not drunker. But uh, I'm just saying. You're, we, you're, the, you're like one of my favorites, though. Like, you're just so loving. Of course. I get very, I get very, oh, I, get, yeah. I turn into that guy who's just like, hey, guess what? You're all my best friends. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> oh, oh, I love all these so very much. I just want to, <laughs> like a lot of murders. Did I have, I used to end the show with um, having people point out the weirdest thing in my room and then I set up a studio where I didn't have any weird things. And, and then I started gonna, to collect things. Now I live in my living room. I gotta say the weirdest so what, thing. What, wait, hang on. I'm gonna let you say the weirdest thing you wanna, you wanna say because I wanna hear it. But I think this is an opportunity to create a new thing because I've bounced around and this is always a place of trying new ideas. So I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give you the floor um, I, want you, I want to hear the weirdest thing, and then if you feel inspired and you want to try to start something new of, like, a new way to end the episode, whatever it is, off the, like, totally just thrown on you last second, um, please, and we'll, we'll see if it works. This, this could be a whole season of getting ideas from people, so start with the weirdest thing and then jump into, like, however you want to end it, and then we'll end it. I'm going to, this is going to end with a mic drop, so just be prepared for that. Um, um, the weirdest <laughs> thing in the room, by far. And I've mentioned the weird painting. And I've mentioned there's several other weird paintings they talked about. There's a vanity wall. Um, shout out Gretchen Glazer. Um, but the weirdest thing by far in the room is there's a lava lamp. Not only not only is there a lava lamp in the room, not only is it not turned on, but it's not on uh, it's not on a it's not on a side table. It's not on a coffee table. It's on a bookshelf. It's up. Above everything else, as if the lava lamp is one of the main features of the room and meant to light a good portion of the room. Hey, let's get the light out there. This lava lamp will help out with that. And it's not on right now because we need to save the energy for when the room needs to be well lit. Uh, it's a blue lava lamp, too. It's not the red traditional lava lamp. It's a blue lava lamp, unturned on, sitting on a bookshelf high above everyone else in the place of honor um, in the room. Do you, and I, do you want to hear the story about that or no? You want to let that be? What's the story behind that? Um, it's, it's way lamer. I'm not going to tell it. I'm going to let it exist. I shouldn't have said anything. Okay. 
There's a lava lamp above everything else in the room, and I hope it stays there for the rest of eternity. God damn it. Now I have to keep... Because it was up there as a joke, and now it's staying. Yeah. Now it's just there. And, uh, of course, the best way to end the podcast is... Any podcast is with just a catchphrase. So I'll say, uh, produce this, motherfuckers. Goodbye. Just in